I'm Jody Monroe with Bill Craig. Welcome to Everybody's Neighbor, a housing people podcast. I believe one of the most powerful things we can do is to help people all around us. Your ability to help others starts right now. Our guest today is Susan Rowe, an accomplished author who hitchhiked across the country during the 60s seeking the meaning of life and love. Along her journey, she rented 12 different places while working odd jobs before purchasing her first home in a community land trust. Our interview with Susan took place in her home. Susan, I've got your, your book in front of me. It says, Sweet Susan, What's Next? Welcome. Well, I'm delighted to have you in my home. I know. We're going to talk about this beautiful home. And Iris, your dog of how many years is with us? I've had her for about five years. Oh, she's beautiful. I can tell she got a haircut. Yeah. Last time I saw her, she was... Summer haircut. It's nice. I'm going to read from your book here. I mean, we're here today to talk about... Oh, I think you mentioned you rented 12 different places before buying this beautiful home. But um, I want to start with your book because it says, Sweet Susan, that's you, what's next? Um, but I, want to, I just want to read from it. I just opened it up to page 14, and it says, I found a job at a nearby hospital as a psychiatric technician. I worked the graveyard shift in their newly opened psych ward. I like talking to the patients at night, then having my days free to sleep, wander, go to the Golden Gate Park, or hang out with Larry. The streets were becoming filled with kids from all over the country wearing tie-dye shirts and dresses, along with beaded headbands. I'll stop there. Ah. When was that? In the that night? was when I lived in San Francisco. I hitchhiked across country from the Midwest to San Francisco with college friends and lived in the Haight-Ashbury for about... Oh, gee, probably about seven or eight years and had lots of interesting adventures there that actually were quite normal in that environment. And um, would you like to hear about some yeah, of them? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of them was um, one of my college uh, friends who was living there at the time uh, got a job at Rolling Stone magazine when it was just beginning. It was in a, a old building down by the docks there and I would go in and help her do office work and that was the way before computers when you stuffed envelopes and did all these paper mailings and so we were um, she was the receptionist also so I was sitting beside her and she said now Susan today you have to just keep doing what you're doing because the, the elevator is right over there and the door is going to open and we're going to interview John Lennon and Yoko Ono today so you just have to keep doing what you're doing. You can't ask for their autograph. You just have to keep doing what you're doing. So <clears throat> sure enough, that opened and then they walked in and there were there there was John Lennon and Yoko Ono in their their t-shirts and jeans and sneakers. And I went, oh they're just like us, you know. It was all quite normal, and uh, but it wasn't 
you know, a special experience to be a part of that world where everybody was <clears throat> kind of searching for a meaning in life. Where did you go from San Francisco? I mean, oh. to me, that would be hard. You know, you just, you know, those elevator doors open, and my goodness. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what an experience. Yeah. How yeah. do you, how do you, and then you left San Francisco at some point. Yeah, well, um, my job ended there, and then I uh, decided that I wanted to live in the mountains of Northern California. And I went down to the bus station and got in line and was talking to a fellow, and I said, I'm looking for my dream cabin in the woods, and he said, I have one. So I got on the bus and started chatting with him, and it turns out I wound up renting a cabin from him, which I lived in for two and a half years, and I did took care of people's animals and horses and things I knew nothing about, and it was a wonderful experience, so I really enjoyed that. And um, so that was, um, you know, part of my uh, Sweet Susan What's Next story of, of trying to figure out what my life was all about and also trying to find a place to live. <laughs> and um, I eventually moved into town and lived uh, in a, uh, a little cute little place, um, kind of an old, it had been a part of a hotel I think once, a little cabin. And I fixed it up, and I lived there for a long time. And I had a job at a daycare. And um, and then when um, they called me and said they were going to sell the property, and they're going to develop it, and that's when uh, one morning I woke up and there was a bulldozer right next to my house. <laughs> my house was shaking. They weren't going to run me over, but they they were going to tear down the house next door, which they did. And so. That was just like, I went, oh, what's next, you know? Because that was, I had lived there a long time, and I remember when I moved, it was hard for me to even to take my forks out of the drawer. You know, it was like I was so settled there. So then I moved into um, this wonderful little place by the Eel River, and um, lived there for two or three years. And then the same thing happened where the, and landowner told me that she was going to sell that property. So, um, but my attitude in life has always been pretty much what's next, how can I solve this problem, you know, what can I gain from this. So I knew some um, people in the Seattle area and I got a job offer in Seattle. So I moved to Seattle and had a wonderful time working there for three years. And um, that's before the rents went up in Seattle so much. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, and then um, I lived in Gig Harbor for a little while, and then she was going to sell sell that property also. So then I had some acquaintances up here in Mount Vernon, and I got a job offer in Mount Vernon, and um, so I moved here and was so excited about being here. I, I was living in a duplex. And um, I, I lived there for about, gee, six or seven years. And the landowner did tell me that she was going to sell it at one point, and maybe I would have the possibility of buying it. But she did call me one night and said that she had decided to sell it. But it was the price was way beyond I could, anything that I could mm -hmm. ever afford. So in the meantime, um, 
when I had um, first moved to Mount Vernon for that one job, you know, the job didn't work out unexpectedly, so I was almost homeless there for a while. I lived on my credit cards, and um, then I uh, was referred to community action through WorkSource, and I worked in the volunteer center through a Vista, AmeriCorps VISTA program, which was really fun. I met such wonderful people. And um, so one of the programs at Community Action uh, was Home Trust is Gadget that they were just developing, and it was going to become its own nonprofit. So, um, you know, fast forward a few years, then I was figuring out, oh, now what, what's next now? Because I'm going to have to move again. And I was getting pretty weary of moving by then. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I, you know, I'd get settled and then I'd have to move again. So, um, so I became acquainted with that program and talked with the person that was managing it. And I thought, I wonder if I could do this. So when I look over at your, um, You've got a, a sticky note over there, and when I walked in this lovely home that we'll talk about, you know, you'd lived in 12 places before purchasing yeah. this home. So this is your, at a later stage in life, yeah. you know, you purchased a home. Right. And um, through this community land trust program, and before you were, I can see the, the, the marks. I mean, you've got it all marked off there, you know, San Francisco, California, Seattle, on and on and on, all the rentals, and then you finally purchase yeah. that, this home. Explain to me what that, and our listeners, what this place means to you. Well, this is something that I, I, I never thought would be an opportunity for me. But I remember when I was looking, it takes a bit of uh, commitment to, you know, go look for a home and, and work, go through all the paperwork and stuff. But I had a realtor, go around with me and when we walked in this house I knew it was mine. I mean it's the sweetest little house. It is a sweet Susan house. After reading your book and then getting to know you over the last couple of years I would say this is a match made in heaven. Yeah. Yeah I really. can see why you would walk yeah. in and say this home is is for me. Yeah, it's a perfect it has match. A fireplace and 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 the previous owner put on a sun porch and it has a a deck, and then it has actually a little pond in the backyard. It's just heaven on earth to me, and it's just such a wonderful opportunity to, for me and for others, to be a part of a community and to help uh, kind of reinvent some of our neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. The neighborhood I'm in is kind of struggling a little bit to establish itself or reestablish itself, and I feel like I'm contributing to doing that. But just to be able to go out, and I've lived here for a little over six years now, and you know, plant my flowers and and come home and close the door and not, you know, I I'm totally feel secure here, and and I'm, I really recommend this program if it's something that you feel like you can make a commitment to. It's just the program that Susan's talking about is a community land trust program where uh, the home buyer, which would be Susan in this case, 
is mortgaged at a lender and the community land trust is able to provide an easy way to say it to provide the down payment mm -hmm. um, and the down payment comes generally from the federal government or state government or local government and it's just a, it's a very 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 good marriage where the home buyer buys the home and the community land trust buys the land and it comes together mm -hmm. and in a way you're sharing um, some of your future equity with the community right um, I don't see you moving <laughs> no, I'm not moving. no but um, at, yeah. at someday some, okay. someday yeah. somebody like Susan well there's only one of you but yeah. there's only one sweet Susan but somebody will walk through this door and say this home is for me and um, because you purchased it to begin with that locked it in the community land trust right. it will stay affordable for Which the is next a real challenge now oh, oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. I, I think if we talk about the housing crisis in this interview it'll ruin such a sweet conversation because <laughs> <laughs> it is a crisis yeah. but the fact that you purchased this home um, means that the next family or individual that lives in it will enjoy enjoy the affordability of it as well and that's the business side of it right um, right which is really important so you can enjoy the beauty of these I think these are oak floors. Those are yeah. original oak floors. Right. Uh, is it 19... 1930. 30. Yeah. Okay. No, I just... It has such unique... I mean, built-in, your fireplace. You don't see that these kind of fireplaces anymore. Or just the walk-throughs are not square. They're... they're um, well, I guess that one is. But the original, yeah. you can see, is round. Um, and all the plant, the trees outside the house and everything. It's beautiful. The I can the see the rhododendrons are in bloom right now. Yeah, it's just what you know. Wonderful. What's the biggest struggle of you living here though so far as a homeowner? I'm a homeowner, um, and uh, you know, I just realized a, a f I don't know a month or so ago, I never cleaned the gutters. Oh, and, <laughs> yes. and you well. know, I mean, that wasn't a, that wasn't that bad of a thing but still I've got to maintain I got my roof and moss I'm a homeowner it's lovely so I'll never have I hope never to have you know I don't, a landlord's not going to come in with a bulldozer and start right, with the earth, right. but still <laughs> tell me about some of the, well, the backdrop of, well, of being a homeowner I had to learn as I moved in and everything was perfect everything was but I didn't really know anything about taking care of the upkeep of a house and so uh, after being here a couple years, I had to have someone come and redo the deck and paint it and everything. And then I had the gutters done last year. Okay. <laughs> I went, what is all that <laughs> stuff, you know? And, and I have someone come now and, and uh, mow the lawn. I've had different people do it. But I mean, it is, there is a challenge to uh, maintaining it, but it's something that I, you know, I gratefully accept. But it is something that things do, you know, deteriorate. You know, on the depth the boards. I thought, oh, I thought the boards would always just be the way they were. Right. <laughs> little do we know. But like, yeah. I didn't know that yeah. they would get little holes in them and stuff like that. And the neighbor, you know, some like, well, anyway, this week we had someone. Um, come through and do some graffiti on my mailbox and some places on the little strips, little park here and which really um, I just love this little neighborhood so I, I, I really it bothers me that um, that that happens and I hope that the community can kind of 
I don't know, have a respect for everyone that lives here and, and for, I don't know what, what the answer is to that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Through all your travels in life, I mean, you're from Ohio. Yes. Let's just say you hitchhiked across the country yeah. with some friends, landed in San Francisco. I mean, you've had a beautiful, colorful life. Yeah. What are some just pieces of uh, encouragement or inspiration you can share with our listeners today about anything? It doesn't have to be about buying a house. We just so captured you because you were the first community land trust home in the uh, home trust of Skadden. Right, yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know, aside from purchasing the home and sharing your right. equity with the community, what can you share with well, us? Well, when I left Ohio with college friends, I was in the search for two things, a meaning in life and love. <laughs> Those are two Very good things. Very old-fashioned, <laughs> but I don't know if that's looking for that. Might be old-fashioned, but I think people are still seeking that today and always will. Yeah. But, and I basically had like a trust, uh, a trust in that things would work out and, and actually my life has been actually very magical in a way that even though it's been sweet Susan what's next, there's always been a what's next. It's usually appeared to me things that, uh, a job or a situation or a house and um, so it's been a wonderful adventure and this is just the, the wonderful uh, you know, part of it to have this home. Um, it's really, um, you know, I guess symbolizes, you know, the culmination of my search for <laughs> a place, you know, place in life. Because the 60s was a time of, well, actually similar to now, when there is great upheaval in our society and questioning about values. And um, so it's, it's, good to, I guess, kind of develop your own views on life and follow and be willing to follow through on them. <laughs> when listening to you, one thing that definitely stands out to me, and I read your book, it's such a wonderful read. Um, I think I need to read it again. It was just, I thought, ooh, I wish I would have done that. <laughs> you know? I'm surprised too, and I go, did I really do that? Yeah, no, just fun. But um, you find the silver lining. You find the silver lining in, um, I mean, in everything in life. You just mentioned somebody kind of graffiti your mailbox. I, I don't sense anger. You know, you find the silver lining in everything you've been handed. A good, bad, ugly and you make yeah, it I wonderful. Yeah, I see the good. You, you really do. I, I noticed that. When I contacted you to join us on um, Everybody's Neighbor uh, Housing People podcast, uh, is there anything that came to mind that you thought, ooh, I want to share that with, with her? Is there anything that you want to share today well, that I just haven't brought up, Susan? Well, I think um, basically that this has been a, a wonderful opportunity for me and uh, I, it's really hard to put into words even though I like to put things into words um, for me and others because uh, at my job at Community Action I'm a volunteer coordinator and I refer people to volunteer opportunities but I meet people usually we have little conversations about their lives and people a lot of people are searching for housing right now uh, people's rents are being raised, they're being kicked out of their homes, mm -hmm. they're losing their homes. And so this is such an important program. And 
so I certainly recommend it to others. It's just, and I just, and Home Trust is just really going forward, and I'm so grateful to be a part of it. One last question. What does home mean to you? Home. Well, I think a quote I know, home is where the heart is. <laughs> this week's show was produced by Bill Craig. What does home mean to you? Let us know. For more of Everybody's Neighbor, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends, as we're always looking for people to enjoy it. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I'm Jody Monroe for Everybody's Neighbor.